It's a HDMI cable, if anybody needs one, I have one. Available for rent or sale. This is the Padded Room Podcast. My name is Darian. I am here. Uh, I'm doing well so far. Um, all things considered, it <laughs> it could be worse, but I don't want to say that it's going to get worse, but it is okay for right now, and I think that's the best I can say about anything. Buddy is in the house, buddy. Hey, what's going on? Hey, buddy. Buddy's in the house. Yeah. See that? We got buddy. That's a step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. Buddy, how are you, amigo? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, everything's yeah. cool? Uh, yeah. I mean, global events notwithstanding. I know. Yeah. Uh, I have a job, so. I have a job, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for that. I don't I have, have COVID. I do. I do not, not to my knowledge do I have COVID. <laughs> right. And uh, I have not been dragged out of my car and beaten. <laughs> so I've got those two things going, three things going for me, and that is uh, okay so far. And I'm staying away from the riots. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go down there, dude. No. You don't want to do it. <laughs> That's weird, man. Uh, Reno got hit with the riots uh, Saturday night. Yeah. Um, so oddly enough, not, not a whole lot of damage. No? There was uh, some windows broken downtown, mostly City Hall. Uh, police department got vandalized. Yeah. Uh, nobody really got hurt. Capitol Hill got vandalized. Oh, Capitol Hill? Or was it Capitol Hill? In Carson City? I want to say it was, yeah, in Carson City. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Huh. All right. Well, I mean, by all means, vandalize stuff. You know, <laughs> I, you know as long as nobody gets hurt, whatever you got to do, man, if it makes you feel better, do it. Yeah. You know, I, w- I like breaking windows. I like to break windows. Oh, really? It's fun to me. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but like if I were out in the desert and I found a stray pane of glass, I'm probably going to kick a hole in it. <laughs> not for any political reasons, just because I like the sound of breaking glass and... You know, why would you not do it? Okay. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fun for me. <laughs> Whatever for your boat. Hey, I'm not the guy downtown breaking out the windows of City Hall. Right. That's or, not, or cop cars trying to get or through. Or cop cars. I'm not <laughs> yeah. trying to light anybody on fire. <laughs> right. Uh, so just let's just not even do it. Yeah. Is what see I a SWAT say. team out there with the rubber bullets. I don't want to get hit with a rubber gassed. bullet. I don't want to get tear gassed. I don't want to get tased. I don't want a brick thrown at me. Uh, I definitely don't want to get pulled out of my car. I don't know if I mentioned that or not. So, uh, how about we all just chill out, watch some horror movies? Right? Make me feel better. <laughs> yeah, I me feel, too. I feel better already just talking about <laughs> yeah. horror movies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Woo! Woo! Oh, Jesus Christ, man. We got some things going on. We got uh, a goddamn horror show to get into here, kids. 
Can you believe it? We're still doing the horror show. Yeah. It's not just uh, look out your window, because that's where the real horror show is. Yeah, and we're doing it without masks, too. We're not. Well, <laughs> I mean, you, we're pretty close. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we, li- we like to live dangerously. <laughs> we do live dangerously, buddy, is, is a thing. We got horror news. We got listener mail. No Miss Monica this week, I'm afraid. She had a doctor's appointment. I Something think. like that. She had to get her... Um, Cystic fibrosis checked out, or whatever yes, the fuck, what, like that, yeah. whatever the fuck she's got this week. I don't know. She's Pulled got a, a sphincter or something. Is that what it was? <laughs> a uh, knuckle sphincter, I think. Yeah, knuckle. Fucking shit. Hit it when that happens. God, God damn it! Eat a cheeseburger, Monica. <laughs> How many times do we have to eat a goddamn cheeseburger? Ugh. She's falling apart on us. Yeah. She needs some animal protein in her diet. Yeah, bacon does a body good. Dude, have a have a strip. Just one strip of bacon. Yeah, I it had, will cure you of yeah. all veganism. I had bacon today. I feel great. I had a bacon cheeseburger uh, last night, mm. or maybe the night before. <laughs> it was amazing. I love yeah. it. I love me some bacon. I'll bake it. I'll bake in the fucking. I'll bake in you. I'll put bacon on you and eat you, buddy. What do you think of that? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Slap a bacon right around it. I'm telling you, dude. I would probably suck a dick for bacon. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a hundred percent true. <laughs> what about like a bacon flavored dick? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's salty. Don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I told my buddy the other day, uh, pizza is my food of choice. Yeah, I it's an easy go to, dude. I love pizza. Mm-hmm. Even if even when it's bad, it's still pretty fucking good. Right. right. I told my buddy. If you took a shit on a pizza, I would probably still eat the pizza. Uh, I would scrape the turd off first, <laughs> oh, but I man. would still probably I don't know eat. That smell would linger. Ah! <laughs> I mean, it's still pizza, though. You put, that, some, you that... put, put some fun, dip it in ranch, man. You won't know the difference. Dip it in ranch. What kind of brown gu- pizza sauce is okay. that? <laughs> I guarantee you, if I had a pepperoni sausage, what's your favorite kind of pizza? Uh. I'm a pepperoni sausage man myself, but... Uh, all meat. All meat? Okay, if I brought an all meat in, all meat pizza in here, and you were in here, and I took a shit on the pizza, and then I scraped the turds off, I would give you the pizza, you wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> you would eat it, you'd I'm love it. I'm never eating pizza here again. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wise man. You're a wise man, buddy. <laughs> don't, I, don't I just <laughs> you staring at me while I'm eating it. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, he's, he's eating a pizza. Look at him. Oh, dipping it in the ranch. I knew it. There he is. How's that pizza, buddy? <laughs> ah, for fun. All right. Now for the real horror show. I've been teasing it for the last 10 minutes. How about we start it off with some horror news, buddy? Oh, yeah. Horror news. Booyah. Yeah. What do you got, big guy? Believe it or not, I actually have some Minecraft news. Minecraft horror news? This I got to hear. Jungle Awakens. First Minecraft Dungeons DLC arrives next month. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, the Moang blog has revealed that action RPG spinoff Minecraft Dungeons will be receiving its first DLC starting in July. As well as the DLC, Mojang are working on patching in cross-platform functionality and some cool new free content. The first DLC, entitled Jungle Awakens, is a three-mission 
Adventure set in the jungle and features new weapon, armor, and artifacts, as well as new enemies like the Leap Leaf, Poison Quill Vine, and Jungle Zombie. The blog also reveals the second DLC called Creeping Winter, which still has yet to have a release date. Do you play the Minecraft? No. Me neither. No. Uh, My son has expressed interest, but he doesn't quite have the... um capacity for a full minecraft game so he likes to watch other people play minecraft on youtube oh man people on youtube uh they're making money who yeah they're banging they it on the minecraft hell yeah i um, wish i could get paid uh i wish people would want to pay me to watch me lose at mortal Kombat <laughs> because i'm good at that <laughs> right i can do that all day long i'm terrible at mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, i'm pretty good against a computer mm-hmm. but when i try to play like a real person no i'm done not, nothing, not so much huh? nothing <laughs> So the Minecraft Dungeons is available now for Xbox One, PC, PlayStation 4, and Nintendo Switch. Very cool. So Doug Bradley launched a YouTube channel, and he's reading Frankenstein in a series of videos. I like it. Yes. Me too. Uh, Parts 1 and 2 are available now, and you can find them uh, on his own uh, channel. You can subscribe to his Bradley's channel for more. I get it. I'm into it. I... uh... I like Doug Bradley. I like I like that he's doing something horror related because I feel like that's his bread and butter. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like he could have probably picked a better starting point than Frankenstein. Yeah, I think so I've too. read Frankenstein and I've listened to it on Audible. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a uh, experience. Mm-hmm. It's by that I mean it's just it's written by I think it was written like in the eighteen hundreds. So it's just got that droning on with the descriptive stuff oh, right and you know i understand that that's how things were written back then same thing with hp lovecraft mm-hmm. if you're going to read hp lovecraft you got to have a, th- a thesaurus right next to oh, you yeah so that you know what the fuck he's talking yeah what, what does that fucking word mean i've never heard it before right? in my life mm-hmm. so i mean it's that i i would have if i'm doug bradley um i probably go straight to uh stephen king but i don't know that you can do that without some kind of copyright yeah. infringement and that might be and maybe, yeah. maybe this is a start and he'll get into something like I that. i hope Never so mind. i'm into it jay and silent bob will no longer appear in kevin smith's horror comedy spoof moose jaws okay yeah did you hear about moose jaws coming out uh i put i filed that under who gives a shit <laughs> i fi- filed that under a complete waste of time yeah, so and guess who <laughs> guess who else was going to be in that? Uh I'm going to say Johnny Depp? No, no. No, not Johnny Depp. Okay. Um Justin Long was going to return as Tusk. Get is he is he in and it? And he fights Moose Jaws. Is he in it or no? Um uh, at the time, yes, not sure now. Get the fuck out of here, man. This is this is getting stupid. This <laughs> yeah. is getting really stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand there's a select group of stoners out there that really love Kevin Smith. I like Kevin Smith, too, when he makes actual movies. Right. Yoga hosers? Nah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Tusk? Eat my ass. Yeah. Um, let's... Uh, that... Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Clerks sequel? I didn't see the sequel, but I liked the first one. I liked the first one. Mm-hmm. The second one was... It, it was okay. It wasn't as good as the first. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you get into this horse shit with uh, Ralph Garman and all of his bullshit impressions that he has to shoe into every goddamn movie that he's in mm-hmm. i don't need it man Mm-mm. i don't and you fucking johnny depp <laughs> i tell you what though kevin smith's daughter oh. Woo! yeah harley quinn smith mm-hmm. hey she's a bit of all a right a bit of all right i want to see her naked <laughs> yeah 
That's all I got. What do you got? Hey, now. Are you ready, buddy, hmm. for Terrifier Part 2? Oh, I read this. Have you seen Terrifier Part 1? Yeah. You bet your sweet ass you have. <laughs> are you ready for Part 2? I've been ready. Still images are up at bloodydisgusting.com. They're a bit uh, vague. Mm-hmm. It does allude to a Halloween night excursion. Everybody's right. in costumes. I like that. That's, yeah, I do too. It's become a bit of a staple in the Terror, Terrifier franchise. Mm-hmm. Not that there is one yet, but with the Art the Clown, All Hallows Eve, those two movies, they uh-huh. were great. Well, some it's anthologies, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm, I'm up for it. It looks like it's going to fit into the same vein as Terrifier 1. Yeah. You know? I'm totally down for that. I hope they stick with that. I love it. I love the one night, one location. Yep. Closed group of characters, mm-hmm. you know. I lo- I loved it. That's what, some of the things I love the most about Terrifier. Yeah. Uh, goosebumps. Okay. <laughs> what about it? Video game gets a summer release. Goosebumps: Dead of Night coming to PS4 and Xbox One sometime this summer. Hmm, what are the premises on this one? Because there's been so many Goosebumps movies, I'm kind of wondering how they're right. Going. And uh, there isn't much being released as yet, other than. It's coming out sometime this summer. I wonder if Jack Black's going to have a voice in it. I would. I hope so. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think he's part of it now. So you, I would love to have that in there. Yeah. Here's some weird news. And I don't just know how to feel about this yet. Universal is getting ready to relaunch The Wolfman. Starring... Who do you think this movie's going to star? Wolfman. I tell you right now, Benicio Del Toro. No. Um... Oh, the guy from True Blood that does marketing for the Liquid Death. That would be cool. Joe, yeah. Joe Manganella. Yes. I would go to see that just to see him with a shirt off. <laughs> he would be great at it. That's not who they have in mind, though. All right. Who do they have in mind? <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> Am I? Are you re- I, I f- I'm okay with this. I feel like you're going to be a bit disappointed. Oh, Tom Cruise. No. Okay, good. <laughs> what about Ryan Gosling? Hmm. He is an actor. Yeah. I uh um, I'm not yeah. mad at him. I think he he's got the acting chops. Yeah, I'd have to see this. I don't know. He doesn't look like a wolf. Here's man. here's what I want from the wolf. He's man. too pretty boy. I'm okay with that. I don't mind a pretty boy wolf man. You know, I mean Joe Manganella, he's not he's he's easy on the eyes as they say. Mm-hmm. But here's what I here's what I want from the wolf man. I don't necessarily want the wolf man. What I do want is a werewolf. When you put when you when oh yeah yeah when I agree. you tell me okay you want a Jack Nicholson type wolf not even that so much what I want is like an Eddie Quist David from uh, the uh, American Werewolf in London kind of a werewolf take t- take for example Lon Chaney uh huh Junior as the original Wolfman okay or Benicio del Toro in the remake mm-hmm. okay so they wolfed out and uh, you know they killed people and that was all well and good but take a look at the the look of that particular werewolf. Okay. Uh, basically just a dude with hair on his face, right? Right. I always thought those guys looked more like teddy bears than wolves. Yes, me too. I want a wolf. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, I want... That whole facial... I want, that's what I, I want. The snout. I yeah. want the hunched over. I want... I, I mean, if you think about like a uh, a David Naughton in uh, American Werewolf in London, uh-huh. that thing was, I would venture to say, more gorilla-like than werewolf. Right. Except for the snout. Except for the snout, yeah. yeah. But I, I need a, a nice mix of the bipedal plus the lycanthropic look of the werewolf, mm-hmm. not just a dude with hair on his face. Right. And that's, yeah, I agree. that's what I need them to get away from. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to... And I don't want all the kills as the wolf eyes kill cam. I'm okay with that. Leading up to it. You know what I mean? I'm okay with it with the, the POV cam. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, the uh, um, subway scene. American yeah. Werewolf in London. Very yeah. suspenseful. But what I, I, I'm, I'm going to need to see the werewolf eventually. Yes. And I need to see it in its full grandeur. Mm-hmm. Um, and the transformation. The transformation, of course. Don't lay it on too heavy with the CGI. Right. Like American Werewolf in Paris. That was goddamn awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can, you can kind of, you know, give me a nice meld of man and wolf is what I need. Mm-hmm. Not just a dude with hair on his face. Right. That, I mean, that was fine in 1945. Yeah. But but this is universal, so you never know. On the uh, so, my question is, and I don't have an answer for you: Is this part of the dark universe? I would hope so. I hope so. I want yeah. it to tie into the the mummy or the Invisible Man. The I'll invisible take the Invisible Man, man. Yeah. or the mummy, buddy, <laughs> or the mummy. Let's bring it back to the mummy. Hmm. All right, go, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Then. How about the end of the mummy? Uh, well, you can put the whole thing together. Still, it's not too late. It's only like five years later. Uh, Arrow Video is releasing a uh, pitch black 4K risk restoration. Oh, you into that? Yeah, I'm into it. I, I feel like that was the only good Riddick movie. Yeah, unfortunately, pitch black. Yeah, pitch black. That's I mean, really, that's the only great movie. Riddick horror movie Mm -hmm. the rest got into that weird sci-fi action sci-fi stuff i could take it or leave it really yep you know that's my opinion uh that's all we got on the horror news you maniacs are you guys ready for some listener mail oh yeah Listener mail. Boo yeah, listener mail. And that's all we got. No. Hey, <laughs> moving right along. Uh, let's go right to Sydney, Australia. Here comes our main man, Tim. Hey, Tim. Just one uh, email this week, and it's from Tim in Sydney, Australia. Uh, subject line, sexy email one. Ooh. Hello, sexy people. How we, how are we all? I'm keen for this big monster pterodome. Oh, yeah? I'd like to come in with Bruce from Jaws. I know it's not kaiju, but still, he's big and I like big things. Hope you guys are well over there. Stay safe. We are thinking of you guys in this time. Much love. Very cool, Tim. I'm going to put you down for Bruce. They I call mean, me Bruce. I, I wouldn't call Bruce a kaiju. And I'm going to be honest with you, Tim, I don't think he's going to get very far in this tournament because everything else that we've compiled on this list is so much bigger than he is. But if you want Bruce, I'm going to give you Bruce. I'm going to put Tim in for Bruce. All right. Buddy, I don't think you've picked a uh, kaiju monster. Do you have one in mind or do you need to... to What do you you think? I'm going to wait. Okay. You're going to abstain? Yeah. Okay, let me just pencil that in. We're going to start the Terradome Kaiju version next week with our first match. Uh, so there you have it, kids. Are you ready to go live? I'm ready. On the Psycho Bunny Death Call. Let's do it. In YouTube. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's get in there. Done. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs>
another day to live through. Better get started. Those cells are still living, Dr. Mercer, off one another. There has to be an answer. You heard that all communications are ended outside the continental limits? Yes, I heard. That leaves it in our laps. more of these will I have to make before they're all destroyed? They want my blood, if their lives are mine. And I still get squeamish. That's right, inmates. We are talking about the one and only The Last Man on Earth from yes. 1964. This one stars Vincent Price... Franca Batoya and Emma Danielli, uh, directed by Sidney Sacklow, written by Richard Matheson. That's right, the Richard Matheson. Now, mm-hmm. this movie, I feel like, is important today for a number of reasons. Not just today as in this time frame, but today as in right now. We're going to get to that in two seconds after I fucking drop that off. Um... So, a lot of things going on in this movie, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a lot of prevalent issues, especially in today's social economic situation, uh, especially with things like within the last week that have gone absolutely batshit crazy. Right. I'm going to get to that in two seconds. I've seen them. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, great. Good. Um, Good to hear it. Been searching for Vincent Price cookbook. 
That's another thing oh, about yeah. Vincent Price. Yeah, the cookbook. The cookbook. He loved to cook, that mm-hmm. guy. And yeah, he did. Again, this is a guy that was born a he was born into money, Vincent Price was. Mm-hmm. And let's let's just do a little a little deep dive on Vincent Price for a second here. Now, Vincent Price, born into a very wealthy family, okay, mm-hmm. nineteen eleven, I believe he was born. Uh really could have spent his life just fucking off because that's the kind of fucking off money that he had right. coming into this world. As a goof, he decided to take some acting classes and in turn became a horror god. He's like on the... Pe- I think if we had to make like a horror Mount Rushmore... Oh, he'd be on it He'd be sure. on it. He'd be oh, on Oh, yeah. Uh, other people. There'd be three other dudes up there Elvira. with Elvira. It's possible. Yeah, it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd put her on my horror uh, Rushmore, but either way. Um, so think about his real Alfred pa- Hitchcock. Uh, well, be, if there was like a suspense Mount Rushmore, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Stephen King. Thing is, though, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. I feel. But the thing is, is that uh, his real passion wasn't even acting. He basically just picked it up because he didn't have anything better to do. Mm-hmm. And in in his real passion was cooking. He wrote a number of cookbooks that are... Man, if he did a horror cookbook back there then? There are. Vincent Price horror cookbooks. Oh, uh, okay. One or two. There's not many. Most of them are just regular old cookbooks. But hmm. his recipes, he would experiment with different foods and all kinds... His travels, he would pick up different herbs and spices, tell wow. you how to do it. Beautiful. Beautiful stuff. Anyway, enough about that. Uh, so our movie picks up actually in 1968... So the movie was made in 64. Our storyline picks up in 68, four years later. Okay, That's going to bear a pertinent situation as we go along. So we're going to pick up now a couple... I know I'm all over the place, and I'm sorry, but a couple of things. Number one, the screenplay was written, written, I'm hammered, by Richard Matheson, who wrote the same screenplay, or I should say the same screenplay was adapted for the Omega Man with Charlton Heston and I Am Legend with Will Smith. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want the most true adaptation to the original book, this is about as good as it's going to get. Yeah. Okay. Uh, The Charlton Heston version is fine. I mean, it's along the same guidelines, but it's got a lot of bare-chested, like... um, it's it's a Charlton Heston movie before anything else. Mm-hmm. If you want if you want to check out the Will Smith version, it's fine if you're okay with CGI. Yeah, because you get yourself a double scoop of CGI. Oh boy! And the problem with the Will Smith version is that it's a Will Smith movie. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. Oh I'm, come on! Oh, oh, Hear me out. <laughs> I'm not hating on Will Smith, but the problem with Will Smith movies is that Will Smith has to be the good guy. Now, if you read the original book or screenplay, the the main character turns out you think he's a good guy, but at the end you're like, oh, fuck, you're a maniac. And the the ending was altered for specifically for Will Smith in the making of I Am Legend. Yeah, and that kind two of, different endings. That kind of pissed a lot of people off, myself included. So, regardless, let's jump right into this movie. Uh, We're going to pick up in 1968, about four years after the somewhat half-ass apocalypse. Now, Mm -hmm. not that far away from what we're going through today, we have a viral pandemic, Mm -hmm. and we have the majority of the world population pretty much wiped out. 
Um, by wiped out, I don't mean like dead. I mean like um, walking around banging on your fucking car dead. Undead. <laughs> and uh, kind of like in a lackluster kind of telling you to go fuck yourself kind of a dead yeah. situation. Not necessarily zombies, but we'll get to that in two seconds. So uh, we're going we're gonna to jump right into Vincent Price's daily routine. He's the sole survivor of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. He gets up. He's got a, a pretty boring life, all things considered. I mean, he's the last man on earth. And it's not like you're going to the singles club when you're the last man on earth, right, buddy? Yeah. No. You'll still be single. You're going to be single. Yeah, I mean, you could go to the singles club. But you're <laughs> yeah. gonna stri- I can tell you right now, you're going to strike out. Cause party, no- for one, yep. party for one. Party for one. Table for one. <laughs> Oh, there's nobody There's nobody else. here. <laughs> Holy shit, it's quiet tonight, huh, Fred? Yeah. Shit. Guess I'll just go home and beat off. So uh, his daily routine basically comprises of waking up, smelling some garlic to make sure it's still pungent. Now, mm-hmm. we're going to get into this in a second, but he's also got to sharpen a bunch of steaks. He's got like a wood lathe set up in mm-hmm. his, uh, his house and... Uh, it's just basically day-to-day survival. From there, he's got to go and do like some basic rounds. And his his everyday routine comprises of basically going door-to-door in his city, mm-hmm. uh, kicking the doors in, yep. and staking vampires. So what we're going to find out throughout... And collecting mirrors. And mirrors and garlic. And just it's just mm-hmm. day-to-day survival. Not that far away from what we saw in I Am Legend. Just uh, without the dog... And without all the... No, the dog showed up later. Later. We're going to get to the dog in a minute. <laughs> but uh, And without all the, the fun uh, Will Smith monologues. Yeah. Because Vincent Price was not a comedic actor. And he, he wasn't there to uh, entertain you so much as he was there to scare you, inspire suspense. as yeah, suspense the ori- mostly. The original screenplay called for. Mm-hmm. So as, as we're going to learn this day-to-day routine, we're also going to find out that... Uh, the the pandemic, the virus, whatever it was, mm-hmm. uh, actually caused everybody to turn into goddamn vampires, buddy. Vampires. Vampires. Man. Now, I'm not talking about superhuman vampires. I'm not talking <laughs> no. about like, uh, you know, run up the walls and, uh, you know, pile over each other to get at your fucking ass vampires. I'm talking about like weird... Zombie vampires. 1964 <laughs> vampires as you would... Sort of half ass expect them in the sense of the word. Yeah. Like in a weird zombie kind of a way. But yeah. that's all we're going to deal with at this point in the movie, okay? Yes. Hence the garlic and mirrors. Garlic, steaks. mirrors. Uh, you find out vampires can't stand the sight of their own reflection. Thus, mm-hmm. he hangs up a bunch of mirrors. Apparently, in 1964, there Nighttime were actually... versus daytime. That too. There were actual stores dedicated just to mirrors. There's yeah. a place you could go... And you say, I want a mirror. And he's like, I got nothing but mirrors here, so yeah. take your pick. He was a comedic actor in the Eggman and Batman TV show. He actually, you're right, Clay, he actually did do a couple of comedic roles. Um, I don't know, it's just kind of weird to me seeing him in a mm-hmm. comedic setting. There was a Comedy of Terrors was one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a couple. Uh, regardless... He uh, that's his day his day to day routine, and then once he gets his supplies ready, then he just goes door to door and he starts staking fucking vampires. Uh, I get that. 
Now, a couple of things. And I feel like this movie is very important today for two pertinent reasons. Hmm. Number one, the vampire angle. Number Mm -hmm. two, the pandemic angle. We'll get into both of those as we move along. Mm -hmm. So that's his first day. Uh, We spend the whole day with him. He comes home and passes out. Once he gets home... He turns on a stereo. It's that old school uh, record stereo with yeah. like the beard, the big um, cabinet uh, speakers. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Fire, cranks that up all the way. And then once the sun sets, here comes all the asshole vampires. They're like zombies, pretty yeah. much. But mm-hmm. they can talk. And uh, one of them is like his best friend, a guy by the name of Ben. Yeah. So Hey, Ben. Ben is like the leader of the vampires. He comes out, and apparently Ben can talk also. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about this particular group of vampires here. I would say closer to zombies. Yes. They do a lot of staggering around and moping, and uh, but they can talk. Yeah. So that shows some level of intelligence. But they, they talk. They do and- try to bite you. They do, and they try to break into your house. And they vandalize your property, so yeah. fuck these assholes break right the off mirrors. the get-go. Break the mirrors, mm-hmm. pieces of shit. I just put those up. <laughs> um, and here they come, and they're like, Morgan, come out. Morgan, come on out. We're going to kill you. Morgan. And he keeps them in his shed, and they play video games. Okay, you're getting... That's a different movie. That's a different movie, Natalie. That's uh, Shaun of the Dead you're thinking of right there. That's a great movie. There's, it is, but there's no video games in this one. Um, good Ben leading vampires and shit. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much... Morgan, come on out there, Morgan. They're going to kill you. No, I'm not coming out there, and apparently you yeah. can't come Oh, you're going to kill me? Here, come yeah. on in. Well, I mean... <laughs> At this point, more apparently, more Ben can talk. So why doesn't Morgan just be like, "Hey, you're a fucking asshole, right? Get off my fucking property, you dick! You're yeah. trying to kill me." If you can talk, you can listen. That's exactly right, mm-hmm. and you can kick rocks while you're at it, piece <laughs> of shit. Yeah. Uh, but they he just they just kind of like pick up random sticks, two by fours, and bang them against the house. Attempt to bang them. <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah. Morgan doesn't particularly give a shit. I mean, all the banging and the loud music keep him up at night. But other than that, he's like, these guys are fucking full of shit. I'm just mm-hmm. going to sit on the couch and then I'll pass out eventually. Yep. Passes out, wakes up the next day. Uh, he gets himself into a bit of a funk. Now, by a funk, I mean he can't get into his daily routine because he's kind of depressed. And he's like, oh, these fucking vampires. What am I supposed to do? He's looking at his map about all the doors he kicked in. He's looking at, uh, you know, maybe making some more stakes to stake the vampires. And he's like, oh, fuck this. So he gets in his car and he drives to the cemetery where he interred his wife. And from here, we're going to get a very touching and emotional flashback about what exactly happened and how we got to this point. Mm -hmm. So not unlike today's events, it started with a pandemic. The pandemic uh, basically started as a joke. It was some, uh, I believe it said it was a European flu, and there was a threat of it coming uh, to the United States, but our guy, Robert Morgan, Vincent Price, kind of laughed it off when his assistant, Ben, brought it to his attention. Mm-hmm. Ben was like, oh, it's nothing, uh, and he's like, yeah, it'll you know, fucking take care of itself, who gives a shit? That was at his daughter's birthday party. Fast forward about a month. His daughter now has the flu. One of the symptoms of the flu is going blind. And his daughter is blind as a bat laying in her bed. And there's a conversation between Morgan and his wife about whether or not they should send her to school. 
Clearly, she has whatever the shit is, and she may be highly contagious. Mm -hmm. So to me, the answer is obvious. You're not going to fucking send her to school. Don't think so. But as that conversation is taking place, there's like military trucks driving up and down the street collecting dead bodies to be thrown in a body pit on the outskirts of town and roasted. (laughs) It reminded me of like a dump. (laughs) It was a dump. It was pretty much a pit. It was a pit. And that's a motherfucker. And that fucking sucks, man, because here is Morgan. Morgan, by the way, is a biochemist, and so is Ben. And they're, like, trying to figure out the, the fucking how to fix this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, right about the, the month point where Morgan's daughter gets infected is when Ben decides he's not going to work anymore because he don't want to catch the shit, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Yeah. But uh, Morgan is still trying to figure out the cure for this or some kind of a vaccine or something. And now nobody else wants to go to work except for Mo- Morgan and his boss. So they're mm-hmm. like, well, we're it, man. We're the last stand of humanity. Mm-hmm. We got to figure this shit out or else the world's going to end. Yeah. Morgan's like, hey, man, I'm with you. We're going to we're gonna get to the bottom of this. Uh, animals are immune. Mm-hmm. So there's some kind of a something to look at there. I mean, that's a, a shining ray of hope and some weird situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, for the most part, they can't figure it out. Morgan goes home. He pulls into his driveway just as his daughter's dead body is being piled into the back of one of those army trucks. Whoa, fuck me, mm. man. That's a fucking kick to the nuts. Yeah. Morgan runs inside. He's like, hey, where's my daughter? Her bed's empty all of a sudden. Runs downstairs. Hey, Talk, talking to his wife. What'd you do with uh, our daughter, Katie? Oh, boy. And the wife is like, uh... So, you know how she was, like, uh, alive and, and breathing <laughs> and moving around and stuff when you left for work? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I remember that. And she's like, yeah, she's not doing that anymore. So I called the army guys, and they um, they came and got her. Yeah, thanks a lot. Well, fuck me, man. And then, by the way... Since we're having this conversation, I can't see you anymore because I'm blind too, says oh, his wife. Boy. So now Vincent Price is like, You know oh, what that means. You motherfucking fuck. Mm-hmm. So we get a very long, drawn out process. It's very emotional and very touching. And I'm not going to do it justice as I should. But to make a long story short, uh, Morgan's wife dies pretty much that night. He decides that he's not going to call the military police to have her taken to the weird burn pit at the edge of town he's going to do the right thing or i guess the wrong thing really if you think about it (laughs) he's going to drive her out to a field a scenic uh overlook and he's going to bury her there and it's going to be great yeah so thoughtful and fair i mean it was touching man Mm. i i I got i got a little i'm not gonna take you to the pit like the rest of i wouldn't either man that's fucked and i wouldn't let my uh any of my kids go to the pit either you know bury them in the backyard or something but regardless he takes her he buries her out in the field it's Mm -hmm. great comes home this i thought was one of the best parts of the whole movie he gets home and he's like, oh, I just buried my fucking wife. Oh, fuck me. And then pretty soon, bump, bump, bump. let me in. Yeah. Let me in. He's like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. He goes and opens the door. It's oh, his dead snap. fucking wife. Mm-hmm. She's not quite zombie, not quite vampire, but she is a nasty customer. And very dirty. And she's dirty, <laughs> dirty as shit. She comes running right at him. And that's the end of our flashback. We can do the math from what happens there. He has to yeah. kill her again via stake to the heart or I don't know. Oh, he didn't take her to the bedroom? 
Did he take her to the bedroom? Uh, well, you know. I mean, no. <laughs> no? No. <laughs> no. And she's looking to bite him in the neck and turn him into a vampire. Oh, it's gnarly, dude. You don't want any part of that. You don't want any of that shit. And she's got fucking dirt under her fingernails because she clearly had to claw herself out of the grave, right? <laughs> she wasn't that hot to begin with. No. <laughs> uh, she's wearing one of those grandma house coats when he buried her. That's oh, not yeah. attractive. It's not attractive. Probably was back then. Uh, watch. Would that would anyone? What the fuck? What? Watch. Like anyone would answer that. Does that make them taste better? Pet cemetery shut right there. She'll become free range vampire. Pet cemetery. What? what? Watch. Uh, like anyone would answer that. Answer what, Liz? Okay. I'm not sure what you're talking about, Liz. Is there a question in there? Because I didn't get it. Hit me. Hit me with it again, Liz. I'll answer your question. Ka-chow. So that's fucked up, man. Now we're going to cut back to present day. Uh, our man uh, Morgan is like, dude, he's li- this is not a life that he is living. It's fucking miserable, you know? And on top of that, while this flashback was happening, he uh, passed out there in the weird mausoleum uh, over his, his wife's newly interred corpse. So mm-hmm. he's like, oh, fuck, I just woke up. Oh, shit, it's the middle of the night. Yeah, these that's the not fucking good. place is going to be crawling with these assholes. Mm-hmm. So he's got to fight his. This was a bad move, I felt on his part, but he's got to fight his way through all these asshole zombie guys yeah. back to his car, drive his car back to his place, and get back in there where he's safe with the garlic and the mirrors and all that. Does just that. My move would be just to go ahead and camp out. Yeah, there in the mausoleum. You got no idea where you. They didn't know he was in there, yeah. and it's a pretty secure location. So just marinate. Mm-hmm. We'll go back there in the morning. He doesn't do that. He goes charging back to his house. They all follow him. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, because he's in such a hurry, he doesn't have time to put his car in the garage. So uh, he has to leave his car out there. He doesn't have time to set all the the garlic and the mirrors and all that shit. Here comes. Asshole Ben with his vampire zombie self. Morgan. <laughs> Two by four. Morgan, we're going to kill you. Morgan. Come on out, Morgan. Blah. And this time they start beating the shit out of his car, which is a motherfucker. Uh, they actually got into the car, popped the hood. Yeah. Which is remarkable for yeah, a zombie, that, I'd say. Pretty stunning. And then started fucking around with the engine block and stuff. <laughs> I was like, oh, there are, there are mechanics too. Hey, yeah. <laughs> if you guys know how to do that, can you check the oil for me? It's been a couple <laughs> right? months. Just give it a once over. I mean, <laughs> here's, the, here's the compressor. Check yeah. my air tires. Take, <laughs> hey, here's the keys if you guys want to take it for, yeah, it's been making a weird noise. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker. Oh, can you wash it while you're at it? Yeah, detail the son of a bitch. <laughs> right. What are you guys doing out there? They're out there smashing the windows and fucking around, really creating a problem for him. Mm-hmm. He's looking out the window going, you fucking assholes. Uh, <laughs> wakes up the next morning. His car is trashed. Now he's got to go find a new car. Mm-hmm. So he goes to a car dealership, picks out a nice station wagon. He's like, I got myself a new ride. Brings hey. it back. He's sitting in his living room during the day, <laughs> lamenting about how lonely he is, and he hears a dog barking. <laughs> Pokes his head out the window. It's a fucking dog. Oh, He's like, oh, hey, come here. Come over here. Get over here there. So he starts chasing the dog around. The dog, like, takes off. He's following it around. Goes over a little hill. And once he goes over the hill, once Morgan goes over the hill, he finds a bunch of dead vampire dudes, all with stakes in their chest that he doesn't recall staking. He, like, pulls out his map and checks. He's like, I've never been here. 
Somebody else is out there staking fucking vampires, which means there he's m- not alone. There might be somebody else out here alive. Yeah, which is a great sign if you're Bob Morgan because mm-hmm. you are the loneliest prick in the known universe at this point. Uh, he's like, oh, dig this. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but uh, maybe I'm not the only guy killing vampires. That's Finally. badass. So. Runs back. He's, well, now the sun's going down. So he's like, I got to run back to my house, get the mm-hmm. whole place locked down with the garlic and the mirrors and all that shit. Does just that. Uh, next morning, he gets woken up by the dog. He's like, oh, here comes the dog. Dog comes in. He's like, oh, dude, I love you. I love you so much. You're my best friend. We're going to have great times. Dog's a little on the... Uh, he's not sick, but he's not acting right. right. So, Again, Morgan being the biochemist that he is, he's like, dude, I'm going to check you out. Let me let me just take a, a sneak peek at what's going yeah, on put here. put on my rubber gloves. Let's check so, out. yeah, I'm going to go knuckle deep on you there, big boy. <laughs> this isn't normally how I say hello to a new friend, but I've got to give you a once-over. So he does some blood work on the dog. Sure as shit, the, blood, the dog has got the fucking blood infection. Oh, boy. Which I guess makes the dog a vampire dog. But... This is just, I'm just speculating here. The dog was fine, right? Mm-hmm. He's got it in his blood, but the dog wasn't like biting anybody or chasing anybody or like being outwardly aggressive at all. Right. So I don't know why we had to kill the dog at this point. Maybe just to be safe? I mean, Morgan, I guess Morgan's motivation at this I mean, point. What, what if you're sleeping and all of a sudden the dog just bites you? Well, that's fucked. Then yeah. fuck that dog. That's probably why he did it. Well, yeah. I get that. Yeah, I guess better safe than sorry. And if you think about Morgan's motivation at this point in the movie, he's really trying to eradicate the entire virus and mm-hmm. anybody infected with it. So I guess that does make sense in a mm-hmm. weird caca banana situation. This sucks. It sucks for Morgan because he finally had a friend. Yeah. And he did the blood work. And then we get, we get this, this nice little sequence of Vincent Price doing that cry laugh where he's like, He's looking at the the dog's blood under the microscope, and he's like, (laughs) 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 that's not a good sign. No, it's not. If you ever find yourself cry laughing, um, either do a shot or seek like professional help. You should probably seek professional help because it's not good. Whatever the the your chemical biology is at that point, let's taper it off a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh, that's what happens. Cut to the next scene. We have uh, presumably the dog in a burlap sack and a steak coming out of it. Oh, man. As if to say, I just killed the fucking dog. Grrr! How do you like that shit? And now he's got to bury the fucking dog. Yeah. At least he buried it and he didn't burn it. Take it to that weird body pit. Right. I felt like Morgan and the dog had a little bit of a connection there for a mm-hmm. second or two. Vincent Price trying to figure out how to turn the dog into Edward Scissorhands. Hmm. I don't know that he was going that route, Frank. <laughs> We're about uh, 40 years early for that. But uh, you never know. You never know what he was had on his mind. Edward Scissordog. Edward Scissordog. <laughs> That's a fucked up dog, man. <laughs> Sounds like a good movie. You thought your carpet was in bad shape now? Wait till Edward Scissordog gets in the house. Right? He's going to piss on it, and then he's going to cut the swatch out. And he doesn't even know what he's doing. And it's hopefully fucked there's up. no trampolines nearby. Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck those things right up. Forget about chew toys. They're going to be in shreds. Yeah, right? The whole shit. Your couch. <laughs> Inflatable <is> pools. <laughs> Out the door. Nope. 
Uh, you better get nope. some. You better live in a house full of concrete, dude, because that's the only thing that's going to work. Uh, regardless, he's burying the dog, and you know it's another emotional scene. But as he just so happens to like look out onto the horizon, he sees a young lady like staggering towards him, and she's like, "Huh," and he's like, "That's like." fucking person over there out in the daylight yeah during the vampire apocalypse you're a human being dude get over here i'm gonna hug you she just sees him and she's like oh hell no dude takes off running so he starts mm-hmm. chasing her hey get over here i'm not gonna hurt you can't you understand i'm just a dude and he's towering over i'm a little too. horny to be honest with you <laughs> yeah it's been a rough apocalypse I, i'd probably run away from him i too. would too <laughs> yeah. here's this horny old guy chasing me for no reason He's like, get over here. I'm not going to hurt you. So we get a little chase scene here. Eventually, he tackles her. And he's like, dude, I got you. I got you. Go- you're good. You're good with me. I got food. I got water. I got whatever you need. She's very uh, reluctant to go with him. But eventually, he kind of schmoozes her a little bit and gets her into the car. Mm-hmm. Gets her in the car. Takes her back to his place where, you know, she kind of gets to relax a little bit. He now, pays her. He does. He does. Yeah, you know, I mean, you got to make with the fucking payola. But uh, you want to get a girl in your car, that's how you got to do right. it, man. That's right. Hey, I, I got a $20 bill Let me here. show you this wad I got over here. <laughs> Have you ever seen a crisp $50 bill, baby doll? Oh, <laughs> you must be all right. It's right here in my back seat. <laughs> <laughs> You're a chauvinist and a misogynist. How dare you? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so he gets her. He gets her in the car. He takes her home. Now, a couple of things worth noting here. And if you're really watching this movie, you'll notice this too. Number one, she's very weak and kind of frazzled. Yeah. But as soon as the sun sets, she kind of regains herself for a second. Mm-hmm. Like, Whoa. <laughs> So he's like, okay, dude, I get, I'm somehow I'm immune to the shit. Apparently you are too, because you're still alive and you're still a human being, and yeah. that's great. So I just so happened to be a microbiologist. I was working on a cure for this vampire bullshit. Maybe with your blood and my blood, we can figure some shit out. And she's like, oh, God, what? Ooh, I'm, I'm still a little woozy. So he takes her blood, he takes his blood, he runs it under the microscope, and he kind of does the math i don't know what the fuck he does there's all kinds of talk about microbials and other fun uh stuff with the microscope comes back and he's like dude i figured it out man i figured it out you put my blood with your blood we have an antibody that can can defeat the vampire virus it's badass boom so and she's like whoa 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 dude whoa whoa and this is where we get the big reveal Mm -hmm. and this is one of the second very important parts of this movie especially in today's climate she's like hey man uh here's the deal we're still people those things that you've been killing they're like the bottom feeders but we've been killing them too because they're pieces of shit uh, everybody else that you've been killing is still just people. We've all evolved into a nocturnal species, and we're all now terrified of you, Robert Morgan, because you're this maniacal fucking serial killer. What? And he's like, what the shit? <laughs> I'm trying to rid the fucking earth of vampires. And she's like, we're not vampires, you asshole. We're just human beings. We just evolved into this new thing, and now we're... Trying to restart society and you're killing everybody. Vampire activist. You fucking prick. <laughs> and he's like, uh, oh, by the way, Mr. Morgan, I've got a death squad on their way here right now to kill your fucking ass because you're uh, a maniacal serial killer. And he's like, ah, what? 
no, but I've, with my blood and your blood, we kind of cured the, the vampire thing. And she's like, I know, I know, I know. You got to get the fuck out of here right now. I'm going to tell them when they get here that we have a cure for the whole shit. So mm-hmm. once they get here, I'll sort the whole thing out. And he's like, okay, oh. here's a cure. I'm going to bounce. Unfortunately, a bunch of Ben and his crew of zombie uh, vampires break into the house just as they're having this conversation because, you know, they were too busy having this conversation. So he gets in and actually kills Ruth, who was the young lady that he, he saved. Mm-hmm. So bites her in the neck. Doesn't necessarily kill her, but does like put a serious wounding on her mm-hmm. to where she can't communicate with the death squads. So from here, we get a very weird... Um, medium speed chase, I would say, between yeah. Vincent Price and the Death Squads, where they're like kind of taking a laissez-faire approach. It's like a speed walk kind of a thing mm-hmm. up some stairs. <laughs> yeah. And Vincent Price got him himself uh, like some weird smoke bomb snap pop situations, and he's just kind of throwing them about. And they're putting smoke out, and the guys are having a hard time shooting at him. But uh, they do manage to shoot all the zombie vampires that are, you know, camped out outside his house. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually they do corner and capture and kill Morgan. And unfortunately, just as Ruth is running into, hey, hey, he's got the cure, man. He's got the, the way to save us all. But yeah. they already killed him and he's bleeding out pretty much. And then uh, at that point, they're like, oh, well, fuck. And then Ruth walks out of the church, which is where they cornered him at, and that's pretty much in your movie. Yep. What did you think of The Last Man on Earth? Sir? Oh, it's a great movie. It is. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, pertinent today. Especially with what's going on. Absolutely. Hey, Calipo. Calipo. Hello. Ryan's in the house. Hello, bunnies. Uh, no, I have not. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a movie from the point of view of the zombies. The zombies all think everyone else is in the... You're talking about something completely different, Liz. And uh, to be honest, I missed that whole part of the conversation. So, sorry about that. Hmm. Last Man on Earth. Yeah. Pertinent today. I I liked it. I liked it too. Pertinent today for a number of reasons. Number one, of course, the pandemic angle as we're facing Mm COVID-19. More important, I feel like, for the racial implications. Allow me to explain. Morgan is doing his job. In good, bad, or indifferent, it is still his job. What he kind of fails to realize is that the quote-unquote things that he's dealing with are actually people. He sees them as things. He sees them as less than himself for some reason. And to be fair to Morgan... um, He's protecting himself. He is. And the, the... Things that he deals with are zombies in that weird vampirical sense of the word, i.e., they're banging on his door every night and they can't, they don't show any signs of real intelligence. They just kind of fuck everything up as they go. Um, If Morgan would just take a step back and realize, you know, there's more to this situation than what he's seeing, then he would realize that they're just people. Yeah. Kind of the same way we are approaching not only protesters. But our police officers right now in the current situation, and I don't mean to get to go all um, deep dive or political on you, mm-hmm. but I feel like this this situ this movie kind of hits on both sides of the coin because yeah. if you're one of the guys protesting, by all means, all cops are pieces of shit and fuck them anyway. But 
you're only looking at one case. And if you're on the other side of the coin, all protesters are pieces of shit and they're breaking windows and stealing shit and setting shit on fire. But you're only looking at one side of that particular situation. Mm -hmm. And that, I feel Mm -hmm. like, speaks to today's social economic crisis the same way it would to anything else. Really... If Morgan would have just looked a little bit deeper into his situation, he would have saw that the quote-unquote vampires, the well, the vampires that he was dealing with specifically were indeed a problem because right. they were banging on his fucking door every night, breaking shit, yep. fucking everything up. Wanting to bite him. Yeah, wanting to bite him. Calling, telling, call, hey, call, Morgan, come on, Morgan, Morgan. Fuck those guys. But that's not, by and large, all vampires. That's a very small portion of the vampire population as it pertains to this movie. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm making some broad generalizations, but I'm just kind of chipping away at the iceberg here. Bear with me, folks. So if you're in Morgan's shoes and you're dealing with that and you think that that's all that there is, then I'm not saying... I mean, I kind of sympathize with Morgan to that degree, but the problem is that Morgan never bothered to look any deeper into the city. He never got past the viral aspect of it. You understand what I'm saying? Well, he also thought he was the last person. He did. And to, I mean, on the microbial level, he was. He was mm-hmm. the last human being. And there's a, a weird backstory here about how he got bit by a bat in Panama. And yeah. he was sick for a couple of days, but he got over it. So it somehow gave him immunity. It was never really, we never really got into that as much as we should have. No. But. Uh, what I'm saying here is that this speaks to the short-sightedness of the human nature. What we believe, we only, what we today, us, me, you, you guys, we see what we see on the news and we think, hey, fuck those guys. Those guys are assholes, whether you're talking about the police or the protesters. But if we can just break through that barrier, if we can just look a little bit beyond that, look into the shoes of a police officer or a protester, not a looter, but a protester. We can kind of, there's humanity in both sides. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And we can, there's something there that we can both, on both sides that we can identify with. People doing their jobs. People that have a message that they want to get out. But because we're so short-sighted and we only see what we see on the news and we don't bother to look any any farther past that, we're kind of stuck in Morgan's perspective of vampire, not vampire, I'm right, you're wrong, fuck you. And that's where we are today. And that's why I think this is an important movie to watch. Watch this movie, though, Inmates in Padded Room, or uh, mm-hmm. Psycho Bunnies. Don't watch <clears throat> Will Smith. And uh, No, I'm going to say go ahead and skip The Omega Man also, because it's not as... It's, it's very Charlton Heston. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's a lot of bare-chested... Um, you know, gun raising and things like that, which isn't really pertinent to the story. The the crux of the story is perspective. The crux of this of this story, as it pertains to economic events today and social events today, is that if we as a people can just see past vampires, and I'm sorry to bring vampires <laughs> into this obviously very important equation, if we can see past humans and vampires, if we can see past protesters and police officers if we can take this on a on the level of basic humanity people trying to do their job people trying to get a message across mm-hmm. we there is all of us in both of those things people trying to protect things people trying to protect other things all of us trying to protect one basic thing and that's just human life right on either side of the spectrum 
Vampires notwithstanding, this is an important movie just to make you think about the way you think. And I know I'm hammered. I know I'm drunk. And that's fine. This may be the most articulate I ever get in my entire life. But watch this movie, 1964, The Last Man on Earth, and then think about today's events. Think about the week's events. Think about where we are as a society and where we're going as a society. Think about whether or not you're a vampire, no pun intended, or whether you're on the side of the police. And just think about the opposite side of whichever line you stand on. Okay? That's all I'm saying. And you can watch this movie for free on Tubi TV. Or archive.org. It's public domain right now. You can watch it. Or YouTube. I believe yeah, it's also on, on YouTube. YouTube as well. Something to think about, guys. That being said, I think that's about all we have to say yeah. on this side of the fucking of the microphone. <laughs> I think I've done the best I could possibly do. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you guys very much for joining us. This is archive.org month here in the padded room. Uh, join us. Oh, fuck. I didn't even look. Do you, do you have the list? Nope. Join us next week for another public domain movie that I will be announcing later in the show. <laughs> um, in the meantime, we're going to take us a little break and come back to you with some other stuff. Thanks for watching. See you next week. Catch ya!
Hey inmates, if you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Hey, we're back at you. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. I don't know that I want to be the last man on earth. But it'd be a lot of beating off. It would. Well, I'm going to tell you how to fix that right now. What you do is you find out where that real sex doll factory is. <laughs> oh, there you go, dude. You got like 12 girlfriends all of a sudden. Well, you better do research now because if like the whole world and you're the last person standing, there's probably no internet. Dude, so I got a map. I got it. I got it all mapped out. I know how to get there. If that freeway is closed, then I'll go around. I know exactly <laughs> where to go. I know which boxes I need to raid. I know exactly what I'm doing. I know where I know all where right. all the sex dolls are. <laughs> okay. So hopefully, hopefully, I can get a newer model. You know, like yeah. a lightly used, low mileage kind of a situation. <laughs> Love you, lifetime. <laughs> oh, my friend, are you ready to start off the 2020 Terradome? Yes, Kaiju, yes, I am. Kaiju edition. Hell yeah! First ever. Here we go. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll drive you crazy. I'll kill you all. I'll dream come true. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale, emotionless face. To the Terradome. Buddy, we are going to be picking the matchups today. Now, before we get any further, I have to run down the list of who wants who and who's going to be representing who. Okay, then I'll tell you who I want. Okay, very cool. First and foremost, we've got Tim from Australia. He took Bruce from Jaws. Okay. Not the route that I would have gone there, (laughs) Tim, but if if that's what you want, then that's fine. Alan from the Dirty South took Godzilla. Oh. Lance from Texas took King Kong. Nice. Very nice. Troy from Salt Lake City coming in with the Cloverfield monster. Ooh. Our own Miss Monica took King Ghidorah, three-headed winged dragon beast. Damn. Things a savage. Mm-hmm. Me? <laughs> Against my own best judgment, but on behest of my son, Deacon, I am taking Big Man Japan. <laughs> I'm taking Big Man Japan. All right, then. He's just a dude whose hair stands up, and he's got some purple underwear and a stick. And 
This is Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, pretty much, it's, it's not a two by four. It's the stick's only about uh, eighteen inches. Oh, it's a pretty small stick actually. Okay. And sometimes he just gets scared and runs away from other monsters. Well, that might be a you know that could be a good thing. I told I told my my son loves Big Man Japan, so that's what I'm doing is Big Man Japan. I'm sorry, I really really wanted Cthulhu. <laughs> But there you have it, big man Japan. Buddy, who are you taking in this year's tournament, my friend? You know what? I think I'm going to take the blob. My man. I was hoping yeah. somebody would take the blob. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? So we have 16. We only have 16 competitors in this uh, year's tournament. It's all right. It's going to be a short one. But we're going to pick the matchups right now. You're going to pick a number. I'm going to pick a number, and I'm going to tell you what the matchup is. Okay. You ready? We're going to start in the Asylum Conference. Pick a number between 1 and 16, if you would, sir. Seven. Seven. Oh, fucking coming right out of the gate, huh? All right, I will pick Niner. So we have Cthulhu versus Mecha Godzilla. Wow, that's gonna be a good one. That's gonna be a tough one. Go ahead, pick another one, please. Uh, fourteen. Okay, fourteen is the Kraken. I will take um three. Cloverfield. We have the Kraken versus the Cro- Cloverfield monster. Go ahead. Wow. One. Godzilla. 16. Bruce. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Tim. I didn't I didn't do that on purpose. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. Eight. Eight. Mothra. You know what? I'm not going to pick anymore. You pick another number. I feel I I have access to the list here, so I feel <laughs> okay. like I'm fucking the whole 12. thing up. Okay, twelve. Uh, Stay puff marshmallow man. <laughs> Stay puff marshmallow man. Okay. Uh, now to the inferno. So just to take a look at the asylum conference, we have Cthulhu versus Mecha Godzilla, the Kraken versus the Cloverfield monster, Godzilla versus Bruce the shark. And Mothra versus the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Are you good? <laughs> yeah, I'm I good. Know, I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, where are you going? Uh, I need to look at the numbers. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Let's go four. Number four is King Ghidorah. Uh, Eleven. Eleven is Megalon. Okay, go ahead. Um, Ten. Four and eleven are out. Number ten is Jet Jaguar. Go ahead. Five. Number five is Big Man Japan. <laughs> Suddenly, I like my chances. <laughs> All right. If anybody wants to watch Big Man Japan, it's streaming on Shutter right now. I'll give you my fucking password. It's 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 a fun movie. I'll give you that. All right. So it's a movie, not like a series. No, it's it's just one movie. <laughs> okay. The ending is absolutely bizarro. All right. It goes in a very weird turn, but that's neither here nor there. All right, go ahead. Uh, two. Number two is already... T- oh, no, it's not. King Kong, okay? Uh, we got ten off? Ten? Uh, number ten, yes. Ten is gone. Uh, four. Number four is also gone. All right, what numbers do we got left? I'm trying to look at we the numbers. Have, um, we should only have three numbers left. We have 15... 13, 
We have 15 and 13. 13. And 6. Uh, 13, you say? Yep. 13 is Rodan. And then 6. Number 6 is your blob. And 15. And 15 is George from Rampage. There you have it. Though that is going to be your Terra Dome for the year, my friends. Uh, Kaiju edition. Uh, Asylum Conference, we have Cthulhu versus Mecha Godzilla, the Kraken versus Cloverfield, Godzilla versus Bruce the Shark, Mothra versus the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. The Inferno Conference is going to be King Ghidorah versus Megalon, Jet Jaguar versus Big Man Japan, King Kong versus Rodan, and The Blob versus George from Rampage. All right. We're going to start it off next week in uh, with one of these fights. I don't know which one it's going to be yet. <laughs> Join us next That's week, awesome. and we'll bang it right in there, baby. In the I'm me- excited. I'm excited, too. Uh, I don't have high hopes for, for Big Man Japan. <laughs> I don't He's know. just a dude in his underwear, really. <laughs> but the good news is sometimes he can talk the monsters into going away. Oh. Like, in, I don't know. I know you haven't seen the movie, but at one point there's a monster that attacks a city. And it's just really like a horny female monster. And there's a horny guy, a guy monster that's trying to get with her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, how about you guys just fuck off with each other somewhere out in the ocean somewhere? And they do. And they do. <laughs> which is nice. Okay. So sometimes he can just, you know, reason with them. Hey, get out. Get out of here, will you? And they'll just take off. <laughs> okay. All right, inmates. That's your Kaiju Terradome for 2020. Uh, let us know if you want a monster. We got plenty of monsters open. If anybody wants one, uh, the mental health outline is area code seven seven five three eight seven zero two seven five, or you get us on the regular old email at thepaddedroom two thousand eleven at hotmail dot com. In the meantime, we're going to tell you which movies we got to watch this week in a little segment called "What Are You Looking At?" What are you looking at? So I only got to watch one movie this week. And before I tell you about it, I want to hear your thoughts on a young lady by the name of Rumor Willis. This is Bruce Bruce Willis' Willis's daughter. And Demi Moore's daughter. Yeah. You've seen her. Uh-huh. What do you think? Uh, tomboy. Um, she has like a horse face. Okay. That being said, she starred in a movie called The Ganfelt Haunting from 2014 that I mm-hmm. got to check out. Um, it actually has a pretty good cast behind it. It's got uh, Billy Zane, um, the guy from uh, Mindhunters, and Dominic Purcell, and okay. Rumor Willis. Wow. Now, I'm going to tell you right now. Rumor Willis, you look at her and you think to yourself, yeah. that's not an attractive young lady. Right. The majority of this movie, she spends in a bra and panties. And she has a girl-on-girl scene. And? I am now a fan of Rumor Willis. Oh, yeah? She has got herself quite the B-O-D-Y. <laughs> Just put a bag over her head, huh? I, butterface, basically. I mean, if I didn't know who her parents were, I'd be like, well, she's all right. But now, knowing who her parents are, you can't look at her and not see John McClane, right? That's the, that's the problem <laughs> right. with Rumor Willis. <laughs> This is a pretty good show. Uh, Are you familiar with the Ganfeld experiment? Mm -mm. 
So it's a it's a psychological experiment uh, undertaken by a lot of grad students, just as a basically as a free term paper. Uh, you go to an old school, a neutral location, and you basically try to project your thoughts into somebody else's head using limited technology. Okay, that's the premise of the movie. Unfortunately, the location they go to happens to be a dilapidated old house, hmm. and of course, is haunted to the bones. And we get into some weird stuff with Billy Zane, who happens to be the dad of one of the characters, and so on and so forth. Okay, it's neither here nor there. Watch this movie to see uh, Bruce Willis's daughter in a brawn panties get down with another chick. <laughs> I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed, my friend. <laughs> oh yeah, you will not, because it gets downright bonerific. <laughs> okay, which is. Some, I'm telling you right now. Where'd you find this at? Dude, it's like a, it, there's like a 14 to, tw- I would say easily a 12 to 15 minute scene of just her dancing, taking her clothes off and getting freaky with another young lady. Mm-hmm. That's all you, I'm sold. I'm sold right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm all in. Uh, I believe I found, I found this one on Tubi, as a matter of fact. Wow. The Ganfeld Haunting from 2014. Worth watching. Um... Other than that, it's kind of, it's fine. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Hmm. There's some cool ghost effects, and uh, it's got, I'm a, I'm a big Billy Zane fan in it. He's mm-hmm. in it for about three minutes. Nice. So there's that, too. Uh, other than that, it's fine. Check it out, why yeah. don't you? If, right. if you got a heart on and you got to pull one off. <laughs> That's all I'm looking at, buddy. What do you got, big guy? Uh, I've actually been starting to watch this um, anime horror series called The Promised Neverland. Okay, how's that? Check it out. It's really good. Yeah? Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but basically it's um, these kids are like in an orphanage. Okay. And then as they get to either a smart level or a certain age, they like give them out you know to like parents or whatever okay but it's not really parents these are aliens eating them oh lovely <laughs> yeah it's that a really sounds, good show that sounds depressing as shit <laughs> yeah fuck okay uh right on man is that all you got to where, mm-hmm. where did you find that one uh that's actually on hulu i believe what did you the promise the neverland. promise neverland it's got 13 episodes they're only like 30 minutes long at the max i'm gonna put that on my list sir Promise Neverland. Check yeah. that out on Hulu. Kid appropriate too, I think. Yeah, it's not really that scary. Yeah, I told you about that anime I watched on uh, Hulu. Uh, oh, Monster Monsume. I think. Yeah, it's called. yeah, something like With that. With all yeah. the weird uh, sex stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, there's no sex stuff in this one. Oh well, I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. How about a little immersion therapy, shall we? Mm-hmm. Immersion therapy. I'll tell you what, my friend. Has there ever been uh, a more underrated actor than Frank Whaley? Um... I'm sure there has. I'm sure there has, too. But goddamn, do I love that guy. Yeah, he uh, was really good. Cancer survivor, by the way. That's why he had such a long drought in his career. It's because he was battling cancer. Oh, wow. Hell of a dude. I've met him once. Great guy. Um, bit understated in this movie. I, I assume you got a chance to check out the uh, All That We Destroy mm-hmm. on uh, Into the Dark on Hulu. What of you, course. What did you think? I liked it. I liked it, too. Yeah. It poses some interesting moral conundrums Mm -hmm. you got yourself a serial killer kid but you have the 
capability to clone his victim over and over again so that he can kill with impunity without actually hurting anybody other than, of course, the person that he already killed. Right. Which is still a motherfucker. And the hot chick down the street who is seemingly taking a liking to him. Now, Mm -hmm. this poses a couple couple more moral conundrums because, number one, uh, the fact that he's treating her with some kind of humility and humanity shows that he may have turned a leaf, but on the other hand, he's still killing the clones of his original victim. Right. So... I don't know, man. But then on, on Samantha Mathis in this one, she played mm-hmm. the mom. She was a hot piece of ace yeah. back in the day. Remember her from uh, Pump Up the Volume? Mm-hmm. Broken Arrow? Oh, yeah. yeah. I would venture to say that I would still have sex with Samantha Mathis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do a couple of shots first just mm-hmm. to, to loosen up because she is Samantha Mathis. But regardless... <laughs> um, you know, it, it. But you had like a weird controlling mother, but at the same time, you know, he is a serial killer and he is deranged. Yeah. And then you know, do you do you let him loose? Do you the, the the consequences of letting him loose with the the girl is that he could quite possibly kill her. Right. And I don't want to spoil this, but things do go sour mm-hmm. there. But at the same time, is he had these expectations of this clone. Exactly. So it's like, well, yeah, he keeps killing her because... You know, She's not the person right. that he killed. And right. thus, you cannot really replicate that experience. Right. It's like a whole fucking situation, really. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, well, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil this for you. It's definitely thought-provoking. Thinks you about makes you think about where medical technology is going and cloning mm-hmm. technology and how we can possibly assist people with mental illness using that technology. Um, not a bad show. It kept me interested. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that into the dark stuff. This one wasn't too bad. It though. wasn't too bad though. Mm-hmm. We did a whole month of it like a year and a half ago, and uh, just about all of them were poo. <laughs> but for the most part, there was one or two that was less poo. Yeah, <laughs> for the uh, poo in general, but slightly less pooey. Yeah, this, <laughs> this was one of the better ones. This was, uh, I would say, uh, like uh, maybe one quarter poo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if we, it wasn't as pooish. <laughs> if we had some some boobs or some real blood in there, it would knock it down to maybe an eighth poo. There was boobs in this one. Was there? Yeah. Where? Right at the very beginning. When? I don't recall any boobs, sir. I re- yeah, remember even when he was dragging her out, she was like on her back. I didn't see any boobs. Oh, I thought yeah. all you saw was like from the neck up. Uh-uh. No, there was some boobs in there. It must have been quick. Yeah, it was. Okay, I'm going to have to review this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. Pretty much just the beginning. All right, well, whatever. <laughs> I don't. Oddly enough, the movies that we reviewed from the end of the dark sequence, the, the, the month that we did of it, mm-hmm. I remember one giant glaring cock. <laughs> Right? Uh, there yeah. was a big dick in one of the fucking movies. Look, I don't remember which one it was. It was yeah. looking me right in the face. <laughs> Zero boobs, though. One giant fucking well, dick. I can't help what you focus in on. <laughs> no, it was, it was looking at me, buddy. <laughs> sure it was. I'm trying what to watch I a movie. There's a big dick looking me right in the face. <laughs> Zero boobs. One giant dick. Fuck. <laughs> 
All right, inmates. That's uh, that's. I I say it's worth a watch. It De- is. Check out all that we destroy. It's on Hulu's Into the Dark Situation. Your immersion therapy for this week is going to be The Lodge. Also playing on Hulu. Stars uh, the guy. Uh, what do you? Uh, you buddy's got the info. What do you got, buddy? Uh, so basically, this is 2019's The Lodge. As soon-to-be stepmom is snowed in with her fiance's two children at a remote holiday village. Just as relations begin to thaw between the trio, some strange and frightening events take place. This has Alicia Silverstone, Richard Armitage, Leah McCuff, and Riley Kjolf. Something like that. Alrighty. Check that out in mitts. We'll do the same and compare notes next week. And Jane Martell from It. Oh, yeah. The kid from It. Bill mm-hmm. Dembrow. Yeah. Check that out. We'll do the same. We'll compare ourselves some notes next week. Yes. First, we have to educate Miss Monica. Educating Miss Monica. Who is not here? And I don't even have that loaded. Uh, do you remember her clues from last week, buddy? Mm-mm. Me neither. She will enlighten us next week. So in the meantime, you're going to have to educate me instead. So here's the thing. I love my girlfriend a lot, but I am in need of some serious psychotherapy. Uh, she thinks that she can cure me, despite the fact that I'm having visions of things in a faraway place. I go to the doctor. The doctor tells me that I need some psychological treatment, but I've been killing families wholesale in the meantime. Have I been killing families? Or are these things that I'm seeing in my dreams real? I don't know. I'll just step in front of a truck and let the odds play out. Hmm. Think about that, inmates. I think that may have been a bit too easy. Now that I think about it. (laughs) Buddy doesn't have it, but he never has anything. Except for once, like every three months. (laughs) I know, right? He'll pop out of nowhere and be like, Ah! It's Night of the Living Dead! Oh, shit! You got us, buddy! (laughs) Fuck! All right, inmates, I think that's about going to do us for the night. So thank you again very much for joining us. Apologies in advance for all of my politicking earlier in the show. Hope you took something from the last man on earth the same way that I did. Um, Join us. Oh, you know what? Let me pull up Kevin's list and see what the fuck we're doing next week. Real quick here on the old uh, paddedroomarchive.org month. Uh, next week we are going to do pan- oh, fuck me. <laughs> we are going to do Panic in the Streets from 1950. Check that out, and uh, that's what we're going to do next week here in the padded room. So we will see you next week with padded with uh, Panic in the Streets. Um, in the meantime, for Miss Monica and Absentia, Buddy, who is here, mm-hmm. uh, Brown Pizzas, the end of the world politicking that doesn't necessarily need to be done, vampires who may actually be zombies, and zombies who may actually be vampires. Infected dogs. Infected dogs who you could probably still have a meaningful relationship with if you give them a fucking chance. Right. And the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. 
by and have a great week. Don't. Hey, be safe out there, will you?